Welcome to the Alchemy of Transformation podcast. I'm Anouk, a transformational coach, multidisciplinary artist, speaker, and teacher. And I'm Elijah, a multidimensional coach, a transformational artist, speaker, and teacher. We are two source workers deeply connected with our cosmic origins. We are all about incarnating our higher purpose into our lives and helping others do the same. In our discussions, we will share our favorite pieces of wisdom and tools that we personally use to stay aligned and get the best out of ourselves. We hope that you are as excited as we are to deeply explore the mysteries of the multiverse. Are you ready? Let's dive. Welcome, beautiful star being. Uh, this is the, the Alchemy of Transformation podcast, and this is our very first episode. We thought that talking about vulnerability and the importance of vulnerability in the transformation process would be a great topic. I'm so glad we're here. Wow. Well, mm -hmm. thank you for the introduction to our podcast. Yeah, with great joy. I feel like giving a bit of a context. Um, so, you know, our, our podcast is The Alchemy of Transformation. And we're hosting it on both of our pages because we're both uh, individuals who are blossoming individually and professionally in the world of self-transformation and supporting ourselves and others doing that. And so we often have these amazing conversations. And for so long, we were like, oh, we need to record them and share them and do a podcast. And so we actually started recording them and we have a few in bank, but we thought it'd be really fun to actually do lives for so many reasons. It's just such a win to be more dynamic with you guys and together and, and live, you know, no, no oopsies removed. You'll get all the oopsies live. <laughs> mm -hmm. So there we are taking risks. Uh, in conversation between us, but with our audience as well. So feel free if you have comments, if you have questions, we will be glad to interact with you throughout the process. So vulnerability, it would be maybe interesting to give a glimpse um, of why we decided to talk about that topic today. Um, we actually decided to change plan a little bit last minute, but it what was feeling aligned for us. Yeah, very aligned, right? <laughs> the uh, alchemy of transformation is about adaptability. And uh, yeah, originally we wanted to talk about something other but we both felt called to realize that where we are today is very vulnerable. We're feeling, mm -hmm. and not just today, just in these times, there's a lot going on in these times. And we know a lot of us are kind of in the same school, school bus, and we're all in the same <laughs> class. So we, you might be getting the same lessons. And, and we are in um, a Mars retrograde in Gemini. Did I get mm -hmm. that right? Yeah, we're into the shadow of it. So the retrograde itself didn't start already. But yeah, we're definitely feeling that energy coming. Uh -huh. 
and we are in the Mercury retrograde as well, um, and in the Jupiter retrograde, uh, which is a long transit planet, but this energy is also um, impacting the whole ambience right now. And so, like, you know, I, I, I'm very interested in astrology, but I'm not an astrologer, and, you know, I'd love to clarify what happens in a retrograde that would make us extra vulnerable, right? Could you, mm-hmm. can you speak a little bit to that? Because you'd probably be better at it than I would be. Um, I'm no astrologer neither, but I'm definitely um, a nerd about astrology. Um, and what I learned is that retrograde energy kind of um, bring a pause uh, for this planet's energy and kind of bring it more um into the like into ourselves uh, so it's it's kind of shifted from the outside towards the inside um so there are more they are moment of pause of reflection uh, about the specific qualities of that planet in the sign in which it's retrograding so we won't go into all those details because it's not a conversation about astrology but there is definitely um a slowdown that that's invited uh, through retrograde processes and particularly with Mars, which is a planet pretty much about action. So whenever Mars is retrograding, we're very invited to to go slower. Yeah, and 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 have um, more yin time, reflection time not forcing too much to get things done and be okay with um, the rhythm being changed. And that's it. Like there might be so many little things that are not at the speed we would have wanted or to the efficiency that we would have wanted that it might bring up some emotions that might bring up some vulnerability and we might be Mm -hmm. confused. I don't know what to do. And there's just all of these, you know, all these planets, all these different places in ourselves where we're like am I at the right place and Mm -hmm. these are just like the times we're asking these questions and and so we wanted to talk about vulnerability because we need to we need to remind ourselves again and again and again that we are beings that will have vulnerable moments that we need to cherish, that we need to respect, that we need to protect. And we are in a world that is so demanding, go, 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 go. And so few of us have like um, um, relationships in a lifestyle that that allows for a true the, 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 um, stopping of ourselves of a true letting go and trusting that environment can hold me for a second or or trusting um containers and and so we need to tell ourselves that hey how can i give myself that safe container to be vulnerable today or this Mm -hmm. week or in this particular situation that i'm walking into and 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 you know i think anuk and i wanted to bring a reminder of the importance to give ourselves the space and then what we might come against as we face or don't face our vulnerability and we really want we're hoping that you will welcome your vulnerability a little bit more than before this podcast totally 
Polly, and what came to mind while you were talking, if we conclude this uh, retrograde introduction, is that retrogrades are, um, are prompt to bring to light what is in our shadow, to bring to light our blind spots, um, because it is what what's in the way and it's it is necessary to address it and as we're into more action outwards um looking uh oriented um it's uh harder to be inside and outside so it's an opportunity to to acknowledge what's in the way and what's in the way and what we don't want to see or be in touch with is often old traumas fears, um, and all kind of stuff that is very vulnerable. So, so it felt like accurate in the circumstances. And it's accurate in both our lives right now. So it was a way to honor ourselves in that in that space of vulnerability. Because actually, our first topic was to talk about playfulness. And it's a teaching that is very dear to our, our heart. And we'll definitely come to it either in that conversation or further one. Um, but yeah, being authentic is very important to us. And uh, yeah, the topic of vulnerability felt more uh, present and accurate in those times. And we can observe it in the life of so many people. All the like closest person to me are dealing with a lot of things, like all kind of different things. It can be material issues, emotional issues, but still like there, there's a lot happening and it can be overwhelming and it, it again, brings us in those vulnerable spaces. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But Anouk and I often have this sense that um, we are each, you know, and that's part of the alchemy of transformation is realizing that we are not all each individual separate items from each other with, we are actually in the same field and we are all experiencing things. And, and when I'm processing when I'm taking the time to slow down to be with my vulnerability I'm doing this on an individual process but it is supporting the collective process it is putting this mm. into the subconscious and the unconscious human humanity field and giving more permission for others to also do that and and, and uh, we need to give ourselves permission because we have so many layers and that's one of the things we want to talk about is like the full permission to own our vulnerability with no guilt, with no shame. <sighs> Nothing to prove, no perfection to, to bring forth other than the one that's right there in the perfect, imperfect vulnerability that is showing up through a deep emotion, a deep insecurity, a deep longing. Oh. And I, I just wanted to point out that guilt and shame, we might not even know that we're vulnerable because we have been trained to not go there or we don't have the safe spaces to go there. So we, we, we will either feel ashamed or guilty about this or just not have the energy to deal with it. And so our vulnerability will often be shoved aside and the physical and emotional and spiritual mental signs that show up that we are vulnerable are just swept under 
our rationality or our excuses or whatever is showing up at that moment. And then if we do have this sense of like, oh, I am uneasy and, and what's going on? And, and maybe I have this agitation and, and maybe I am looking to see like, why am I agitated and underneath I am vulnerable? I might from far away see that place of vulnerability where I feel maybe weak or whatever. <gasps> and right away, the guardians of guilt and shame come. Mm -hmm. And we will often stop as these guardians and be like, oh yeah, I don't want, okay, I'm gone. Shame, guilt, no thank you. I'm, I'm just gonna stay focused on my day-to-day -day life. Right? Yeah, and repress it and repress it into our unconscious, our unconscious or shadow, depending on the vocabulary we use. Um, and what's behind that is this hardwiring that we have as human being for connection and we want to maintain connection. And there is a belief, a limiting false belief that we, if we go into those vulnerable spaces, we will lose connection, that we are unworthy of connection in those spaces. So mm -hmm. it's kind of a survival mechanism um, full of distortions, but that has been very useful at some point of our life. And we kind of gave the steering wheel to our ego, uh, which uh, has the role of uh, making us survive into that world and put all those personas um, of, yeah, being doers instead of beers. Um, and leaning into vulnerability is, is belong to being, belong to feeling, belong to remaining. So there is this collective belief that we are worthy only if we are accomplishing something um, and that we have to provide, which is a very um, unhealthy masculine way of operating, but it's not... Uh, yeah, the purpose of our conversation. But it was and, and you you oh, said something that made me like, oh, yeah, you know, like young, like us humans, mammals, we are so connected to bond, right? Like you just said, we need healthy bonds and healthy connections. And like young, maybe we were taught that vulnerability is not so good or you know like like you said we will make certain choices by ego to remain in the bond mm -hmm. and to feel worthy of the bond with this exterior person but i think our work as adults and to grow an adult ego is to realize that when i make that choice of keeping that bond of like staying perfect and good enough in the appearance to keep that bond on the outside i'm cutting myself off from myself the the most important bond that I could have is with myself and with, mm -hmm. with my my own personal resources and sources and mm -hmm. and when we actually feel vulnerable and allow ourselves to feel vulnerable it is actually access to who we are access to creating a deeper bond with myself and my life force and my emotional power and spiritual power and physical release too because the body will hold and whatever we don't bring it with consciousness, it will keep holding. And 
And so if we have shame and guilt about vulnerability, it's not going anywhere. It's just being shoved deeper into the body anyway. So we're just creating, it's important to create space to, to, to create that, con that conversation and that communication, that connection with ourselves by choosing ourselves and allowing ourselves to be vulnerable. And there's a term that you use, Anouk, that I love, which is leaning in. Ah, oh, I find that leaning in to whatever shows up, like vulnerability, that eases me. When I hear that, it, it, it brings me at ease and oh, I get to breathe out and just lean in. I don't have to dive in. I don't have to not be into it. I can just slightly lean in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it brings me back to my own processes. Um, I'm going through um, some deep healing processes at the time and without going into what it is exactly, it started a couple of weeks ago after months of feeling very solid and in expansion and connecting to my joy and my purpose. But life is about cycle. And one day I just woke up and felt some tensions in my body and like felt that there was repressed emotions there and there was this awareness that there is no rush and in in that case the, the term leaning in was to oh I hear you oh I'm curious oh that's okay to feel that way even though I'm not at my best and it's um, it's asking me to slow down so and and the process is ongoing and it's been weeks and each day is different and it's about be with what's there and no not being into rushing um, so because there is like even even into like healing we can tend to rush and want to like get it done <laughs> yesterday uh-huh and it's so tricky because there's so many layers to healing because there's so many layers to our to who we are we have many selves we have a mental self and emotional self and like we can do a lot of healing emotionally but the body might take a longer time you know and, and like sometimes we still have grievance in the body that mentally oh yeah i get it i forgive done i get why they did that because i touched my higher self and i saw from a higher perspective i get it it was meant to happen, but still physically, there's things that we hold in, right? And it's like giving the time for all of these phases to, to have the time and like be at peace with the fact that, yeah, you integrated this like two years ago and now you just got triggered again. Mm -hmm. it's, it's okay. You just, you hadn't touched that part yet. You get to just refill, relive, and reframe and and love and just get in touch with yourself and and yeah not rush into it but fuck mm -hmm. like, I, like i remember like i graduated from the barbara brennan school of healing 10 years ago something like that and i remember in my last year is when i touched like it was a four-year training and it's only in the last year that i was really touching my deepest wound of like the abandonment that i received and it was the end of the last year and i remember like oh, great, you know, I've touched this and I did a few processes at school and I'll do a bunch of more processes with my therapist back home and I'll be done. And then my teacher was like, oh, I cried for 20 years. I held my little inner child for 20 years, letting her cry. I was like, 
Well, not me. <laughs> you might be a teacher here, but I'll prove you wrong. Uh, and what, what would you say 10 years later? Well, that I had started to deal with the mental accepting. I was starting to be able to see for real the pain, the abandonment, the negligence. I hadn't even really truly seen the level upon which I had a mask of superhero in to compensate for the deeply vulnerable inner child that I had, you know, uh, known um, inner safety for. So it was really shoved in with a very strong personality to really like protect it. And so like 10 years ago, I didn't even realize the depth of this. And I would say like maybe two years ago, I like went on a much deeper level and started to truly being able to have a powerful conversation. I don't know. I feel like it's not really true. Like it's just the conversation just keeps deepening and keeps deepening. It's a spiral, you know? Like, mm -hmm. it, it, and mm -hmm. I think with time, I realized that he, healing is a spiral. It's a communication. It's a conversation. The thing that I am healing is something I'm going to be in relationship with for the rest of my life, but I'm going to gain tools. I'm going to gain resources. If I still get triggered, I'll be able to notice it right away and regulate myself or co-regulate or whatever. Like we, we just get better and better and better and better and better at gaining our own inner tools and inner strength to allow ourselves to be vulnerable and to be like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, that's true. Pas la fin. It's not the end of the world. I didn't die last time I went in that space. Mm -hmm. I even gained amazing insight. Mm -hmm. So today, I don't know, my inner child is probably more present than ever. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like I'm so vulnerable, I feel so vulnerable today. And I think in the past I would have just really brushed over it and like forced myself to move through and not, give myself the time to be with it I value now the time mm -hmm. yeah one of the reasons why we want to to rush through is that those places are fucking uncomfortable they are painful they are dark they are scary so even though we use to visit them and explore them and be with them when they show up again there there's often this like damn it <laughs> i thought i was done why <laughs> uh -huh. and then you up there is like because you asked for it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and there's there's the deeper lesson to go get there, and a deeper a deeper level of freedom, a deeper level of love to reach. So the the the, the deeper we go, the freest we are. True that. Mm -hmm. And I just really truly love more and more like having space for the many aspects of me, and you finding a bigger and bigger place within me to unify all of them mm -hmm. and to be less you know this is allowed and this is not allowed 
to have less guardians that fragment pieces of me, you know, like for example, not allowing myself to feel vulnerable or to feel whatever, right? Um, I feel like you said it, like the biggest resource I think we can create for ourselves or tap into in terms of vulnerability is learning to be with the discomfort. Like you said, you know, learning to be more and more okay with the fact that it's uncomfortable right now. Mm -hmm. I'd say, you know, I don't know, like in the world of ascension, if that's a language we can use in the idea that a self can develop into higher and higher states of consciousness, and it comes with many, many things and ups and downs and <laughs> dark nights of the soul. But at some point I, I realized in my deep cleaning of all of this, wow, I just experienced this deep, dark, heavy thing. And I, whoa, and I had therapy or this man, the other, a good friend, I, I had the right space I created and I processed through it. And I got good, I got better, I got happier i got more fulfilled i got more in touch with myself with my need again and again and again it's like oh i went through this dark contraction and then i went through this slight expansion and then dark contraction and then light expansion and then truly just realizing that this duality is just reality and and when we polarize that one over the other of this duality is better that's when we get into resistance of being with the right like if mm -hmm. I'm like, it can be hard sometimes and it's worth it. There is something on the other side, like to, to, to not be so, oh, why, why me? Why now? Like dramatizing the thing, on, like adding meaning on top of the, just the fact that you're experiencing this. Right now you're just experiencing this. Like, and, and the resistance, the emotional resistance just adds to it. And, and, and that just stops the growth, you know, or slows it down. And so to be more and more and more and more at peace with the fact that duality is part of our reality and by accepting that they're both there, we can actually expand to hold both together as opposed to constantly switch from one to the next with mm -hmm. emotions about it. Mm -hmm. Totally. And so I think that's like, that sense of bringing all of this, all of it for me, that, that, that's what, how I work is always bringing a higher context. So first of all, a higher context for like say, I'm feeling vulnerable, maybe I'm feeling a bit small or unworthy. Hold on a second before I process, let me connect to my higher self, to my guides, to, to a higher power that will bring me life force and knowledge that I might not tap into when I'm connected to the self that is feeling unworthy. So, so tapping to a higher context, the higher self, you know, I think is, um, really supportive in 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 allowing vulnerability in our life mm -hmm. completely and this higher context can be within us within our multi-dimensionality um and and as you said contacting our higher self and guides but it's also in the matter in our so social context and go go get support go get help 
Yeah, totally. Actually, you, you, I feel like it's, it would be a really good moment to talk about the tools we wanted to share um, mm-hmm. that support people and that support individuals. Um, mm-hmm. These times of, in, of introspection and reflection during the retrograde, but, but also just when we're feeling vulnerable in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because whenever we're in those spaces, it's important to allow ourselves to explore them fully. And we can, we can, we can hold space for ourselves, but it's, it's kind of hard to be inside and outside at the same time and to really allow ourselves to dive deep and get out of us what needs to get to be released. Sometimes we need, we need someone to hold our hands in the dark and really, really dive. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I like as a as someone who's been I've been seeing one-on-one clients, you know, for years now and having this understanding of uh, our energy bodies and our multidimensional vehicle, you know, I've I've come to realize that all of these are charges, right? And like if if I emotions are charges, memories are charges and they're like compact so we can live. But then if we're whoa something might be ready to to come forward and expand so that we can start seeing the pieces and and reframe and clean and and what as this rises you know if another human is with us their field becomes available to us the resources in their field in their energy field whether they speak or not becomes available to us if our emotional body needs to expand for a moment because there's a, a lot of emotions coming out well we even have a bit of their emotional field, like, and we even have a bit of their bigger field. So, and, and I imagine like when we're cleaning our house and I'm going to clean the closet, well, we need to get stuff out of the closet sometimes. And it's a huge mess in the living room. We need a bigger space to, you know, have more distinctions between the elements that we want to keep or not. And, and I find that another human being will provide that. But obviously, a human being that has a good heart, a good intention. Sometimes we have friends that are just perfect and empathetic. But sometimes we don't. Maybe we're going deeper than our than our, our regular crew can handle. And it's important to give ourselves the right to find the right, like to create the health team, to create a health team for for our needs, whether they are physical or you know psychological, psycho spiritual, spiritual all of these or ideally someone who can do all of them but or have a good team right and like build that team to create that container or at least one (laughs) to know that you have a safe container some somewhere and i find that that once we have you know like like uh i find it's important to get that balance between I'm regulating by myself and I'm regulating with somebody. I'm, I'm, and, and with the somebody will expand our field and give us access to certain things. But I think it's also good to do it on our own because at the end of the day, you know, we are always in our own unit and, and we are interdependent rather than codependent. So it's this ebb and flow. Um, if, however, we don't have somebody to talk to, we can journal, we can Mm -hmm. take the time to write, and there's many different exercises that we can do, but just like writing what we're thinking, just Mm -hmm. nonstop. Yeah, 
before going there, I would just add that um, go get support is the best remedy to shame. We were talking about shame as the barrier between us and our vulnerability. Um, it's shame is this belief that we are unworthy and unworthy of being seen and supported. So it's kind of a barrier to go through. And as we are being witnessed in that space by benevolent, compassionate eyes, it's it's the best way to dissolve shame and be able to relate in a more healthy way to um, to our vulnerabilities. So, so, and it, it's why it is so hard to go get support because we feel shame and we feel unworthy of connection. Um, so it's kind of, um, what's the word, um, like counterintuitive, um, but definitely a lot of um, relief to go get there. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was noticing. No, go no, go ahead. I was just noticing um, the last couple of years, I went really deep into very, 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 very deep processes. And one of the, the, the sentences I would hear or, you know, feel for myself is that is I'm realizing right now that I was bullshitting myself to some degree. I went to the opposite of uh, I have to hide because I'm shamed and I don't want to see a therapist or something. It went into the opposite, which I the think is just like an inner projection. projection. Um, there are no therapists that can help me with where I'm at. My process is too this, is too that, is too mm -hmm. extraordinary. There are no extraordinary therapists for me. Um, mm. And that's like one of my biggest lie in life in general, like I am too much and like, oh, just busted myself right there. I just wanted to do it publicly. Busted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah we well, two oops, sorry. We shared two tools. First, go getting support. Second one, journaling or any any um, modality of expression of yours. Um, journaling can be one, drawing, dancing can be one. Um, so just, yeah. just yeah. get out of ourselves what's like keep us under pressure. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's a way to yeah, get out the stuff. Yeah. And follow who you are, you know, in your senses, like maybe you're more visual or physical or um, like maybe dance is the perfect thing for you. And, and if you can emote as you're dancing and moving, you can just feel the emotions and let your body be expressing it. Um, I, I just wanted to share about drawing. I find that it often becomes very shamanic for me where I'll start by drawing, where I'm like letting all my emotions in there. Maybe like, maybe even I'm, I'm even like going at it with my pen. Mm -hmm. And then there's this catharsis. And then, oh, a new emotion shows up and I'll just keep drawing either around it or on the other side. And, mm -hmm. and then this, like, it just happened again and again and again and again, where I just create this second image that is kind of an evolution of it. Like, and, and the, like the more, yeah, the healing aspect of it. And, and I find that super shamanic. I love it. 
I love it. I love it. But yeah, uh, ritual is also a good one. Mm-hmm. Ritual mm-hmm. can like be a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, ritual is such a playful way to move energies in uh, with an intentional, um, with intentions. So yeah, yeah, it's one of my medicine as well. Mm. Right, because ritual kind of speaks to the psyche and the subconscious and the soul directly because it speaks through ritual, through symbol, I mean, mm-hmm. right? And images and symbol are the languages through which we can more easily communicate with soul. And and so by using the symbols, it's just this direct message coming from our will and intention. And it's just telling matter where we would like it to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the pieces of matter that we don't want anymore to let them go mm-hmm. it's it's like quantum physics mastery <laughs> totally uh-huh. oh i'm so i'm too silly i'm too silly <laughs> do, do um, we have any any other tool oh. to share you often bring that up and it's like connecting to the feminine Mm-hmm. allowing the feminine process mm-hmm. i i kind of feel that everything we've shared is kind of related to that in the sense that the feminine has multiple faces and we won't go into all the like details of the matter because it's not um it's not the purpose of the conversation we'll be back for that totally um but the feminine is about connection um the feminine is about nurturing the feminine is about um like the archetype of the mother is an important one so holding space um with a compassionate heart is very much feminine so when we ask for support we ask to have someone holding space in a very feminine way for us um Mm -hmm. And the feminine is also about being still and listening. Um, so what, what we said about like self-expression, um, there's, there's masculine expressing ourselves, but there is first the need to go inside and feel what's there and be honest about what's there. So that's very feminine as well. Um, yeah. And ritual are like, yeah, <laughs> I have no words, but definitely connected to mother earth and um deep 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 feminine wisdom and you know what like i have a strong very strong mental and strong masculine energy i feel like giving tools for the mental because the mental might be like in rationale, reasoning, finding good excuses not to go there, judging. Um, and sometimes we just need to give it something to do. Like like, like my dog, if I don't want to chew on something, I'm going to stop that action, but I'm going to give it something to chew on that it's okay to chew on. So if like my mental is not giving space to a deeper space, like or, or wants to contribute too much, or is just too in the way, mm-hmm. um, one you know right away one thing that i can think of is just speaking to it directly and saying thank you so much for being a protector and if you could hold the space while we're going deeper Mm -hmm. and just to remind it that it can be a silent space holder Mm -hmm. 
Um, and if if and if something else needs to happen, we can count breaths. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that dropping in the body is a very good way to um, distract the mental. And of course, as we live so much in our head, um, the mental is gonna uh, try to take control again, and that's totally fine. Uh, it's just about catching ourselves and say thank you again, releasing again, and dropping back into the body. This is where the gold is. Uh, yeah, that's where the gold is. You said it, and and that makes me think that I just feel like um, lately I've been reading about trauma and and things like that, and and I just want to highlight that some of us, for some of us, it is really hard to drop into the body because there is so much in there that hasn't been given space or resources to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. and, and that might come, you might know that that's the case if it's hard to go in the body, if you feel numb in certain areas in your body, if it's, if it's mm -hmm. hard to feel certain areas of your body, if there are areas like part of your bum or your leg or your arm or yeah if your breath if your breath is shallow um definitely uh-huh it's an indicator that there is not a lot of um consciousness and attention and uh, energy in the body there's a lot of holding on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right and so a good thing to do is to learn to take deeper breaths with deeper exhales Deeper breaths with letting the diaphragm actually contribute to the experience, not just the middle or the upper or the lower, but just have a, you know, a breath that brings in the shoulders and the breast and the belly. And one thing I love to do is exhaling and contracting the belly. I find that, oh, I can feel my abdominal muscles and telling me I exist. Wow, I have a body and I exist. My, my spirit, my mind, my soul, I am in this body. And when I contract in my belly or then even my buttocks, it, it's like anchoring me down there. And if I stay down there and breathe, I can actually really feel my mind transporting down there and something slows down. And then I get more access to the sensations and, you know, doing yin practices, yoga, meditation, tai chi, walking in nature, mm -hmm. I think are, you know, important. Yeah, we all need to, to give our body so much love. And totally. And one of the love-ins that we were supposed to talk about was playfulness. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of <laughs> reaching... Um, um, the limit of the time I had today um, but let's, let's but that's all we're done that. we're done uh -huh. let's keep that as an opening uh, for our next or for an upcoming conversation um, I'd like I'd like to finish that conversation about making the link between vulnerability and transformation um, because we talked a lot about, about vulnerability, um, but how does it contribute to transformation? So as we allow ourselves to dive deep, be with it, forgive it, accept it, it's like, it's like a um, child's tantrum 
uh, if you if you ignore it, the child's going to stay activated in that space. But when you see it and you send to the child the message that he or she is seen, then the, the tantrum is going to stop and the energy is going to be released. So whenever we let go and release, there is this huge amount of space and energy that's now available to something new to emerge and this is uh, what healing is about um it's it's yeah I mean it's painful but it's for more freedom it's for more of ourselves to uh to come into our lives so it's it's the exciting part of it uh and it usually follows uh, so we have to be patient and trust and have faith. Um, but it's for more beauty to come into our lives. Yeah. May there be faith. Mm. Mm. So well, do thank, you. thank you. Yeah, this is great. I hope that uh, everybody had a good time. We'll definitely, mm, uh, so. well, you'll see this as a repost somewhere. Check mm -hmm. out, um, you know, this might be on Facebook, this might be on Instagram, this might be on TikTok, this might be on YouTube. Please check the descriptions and see what we're up to and what we're about. Uh, you'll find our links. And we love you. I love you. Yeah, and let's, let us know how you resonate with all of that, where we, you are at in your own processes. Um, yeah, we all have different cycles, and sometimes we have to explore our darkness and vulnerabilities, and sometimes we are harvesting the fruits of all that work. So everything's fine, everything's perfect, and we hope that you're going to share with us uh, maybe some nuggets you've got out of that conversation or share a little bit more about your own processes. Yeah, I mean, I always love like learning how people do their own processes, you know, um, and if uh, there are ways that you deal with vulnerability that we didn't name, I would love to hear about it. Yeah, of course. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much for your attention and listening and stay tuned for our next conversation. Lots of love. <laughs> hey, wasn't that interesting? What did you think? We certainly hope that something opened up for you and that you know and love yourself even more. We surely want to witness your insights and transformation, so please share with us what you got out of it. You'll find our social media links in the description. Stay tuned for the next alchemical conversation. Take care, beautiful star being.